The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, it's Mooney from the Mooniverse, and welcome to the Step Into Your Spiritual Spotlight podcast. I've taken the very best of what I've learned over the last decade of working in the spiritual industry, and now I'm bringing all the teachings, all the tools, all the resources, and all the stories to you in this podcast, where every week you'll meet a new spiritual entrepreneur who's out there doing what they love. They could be just starting out or finding big success, but I want you to connect to the stories and feel connected to the journey. I'll see you in the podcast. Hey everybody, it is Mooney and welcome back to another episode of the Step Into Your Spiritual Spotlight podcast. (laughs) It's a lot to say, where we are sharing stories from along the journey of people who are from every walk of life, every corner of the earth, every modality of spirituality, taking the gift that they have and turning it into a career, turning it into a business and just getting out there and sharing it with the world. So today we are joined by Tori Bassett. And Tori's going to tell us all about her journey and where she's come from, where she's going. But Tori, welcome to the podcast. And uh, thank you for being here. Oh, thank you, Mooney. Thank you for making it possible. (laughs) It's exactly exactly the right thing at the right time, which, yeah, I love it when that happens. Yes, same. So we kind of know we'll cover some of the things that you've experienced in the past, and we're definitely going to talk about where you're going. But what's in front of you right now? Like, what's that thing that you're up to or that hurdle that you're overcoming uh, on your path to getting your your gifts out there in a, in a spiritual entrepreneur kind of way? I think what the position I'm in is in is the position that a lot of people are in at the moment, which is there's been a lot of personal work done by people. I call it shadow work. Lots of people call it shadow work, but a journey home to the heart is something that I've been very consciously aware that I've been on for many years. And it's time to share that. It's time to share that with a lot of people because a lot of people are having a shift in their conscious awareness and realizing that it's, it's home time. It's time to step into something new, step into the heart and experience the love and the peace and the balance that already exists in there beyond the fracture of the heart. You know, if I had to choose a word that I would represent, you know, where I think we all need to be paying attention, it seems to be that love is where it's at. The conversation I think spins around in a lot of different directions, but I think a lot of people, when they hear the the word love, they're always thinking of it as like an external thing. Like I need to love other people or love this situation or love my challenges and my struggles. But all of that sometimes seems secondary to this like big love thing that we need to be pointing back at ourselves. So I'm curious to know kind of how do you represent who you are and what you do to people out there in the world and your message? What is it that you're out there hoping to create for people? So so the message is that love is the answer to the equation of us, that there is this place of love in our own hearts, but also in the center of our collective heart, which we're all we're all part of. We're all on this, we're all on this journey together. Love for me, um, what I've discovered in a with a very aware 
journey with the energetics of what love is not, which is separation when we cannot find the love for ourselves in our own hearts. We, we seek it everywhere else in the world. There comes a point where the world turns it around and, and asks us to face ourselves and to find the love within ourselves. And I call, I call the process that um, I've been working with for a long time and creating for a long time, I call it reset to love because this is what I feel, you know, we're all, we're all doing at various stages of conscious awareness. There is a huge shift in what I will refer to as the family of humanity back from a state of separation, separation consciousness back into a state of unity consciousness. And this is a time where we are literally gathering ourselves back up from this journey that we've taken this epic journey for the soul. You know, we haven't, we haven't just been here one time. You know, we haven't just experienced one thing. We've experienced the extremes of existence. Mm. So there's been a huge amount of polarity in our experience of the human soul. And so if you had to boil it down, because one of the things that we use this podcast for is like a teaching tool, right? In the process of discovering who we are as spiritual entrepreneurs, how we relate to spirit, you know, what our experience and our journey has been, you know, that that adjective, adjective, noun, verb exercise yep. that we do. So if you had to do your adjective, adjective, noun, verb, like what would be the most simple way that you describe yourself to a prospective client or when you're out there doing your marketing or sharing your gifts, like what, what are those adjectives? What's that noun? Uh, and what's that verb for you? And it can change or you could kind of yeah. off the cuff it now, but what, what has that been for you? It has, what, what, what I, what I do is I, I create a reflection of wholeness as much as I can to reflect that back to somebody so that they can see a pathway back to their back to themselves so that they can awaken that center of their of their own heart okay do you have a a, a business up and running do you have clients like what is it that that looks like on a day-to-day -day basis for you i do i do have a business i i've been working with reset to love for many years i've done a lot of working one on one with clients and with groups and at the moment i am in the process of putting it out there as an invitation to a wider audience and using the digital tools and the digital platform to send out an invitation, send out an invitation. And what I, what I use as um, what, what I, what I say about reset to love is reset to love is an invitation. Love is the destination. Love is the force at the heart of all creation. It's calling to you now calling you to choose it, calling you to choose you as your greatest love of all. Mm. We're going on a road trip. Yeah. <laughs> so I, how, this, where did this process come from? I think because you, you have a very unique presentation style. I think it's like, it's very soothing. And I like the way that you kind of are presenting the cadence of what you do. It, it puts me into this like state of ease and it kind of grounds me. So very grounding energy. So I appreciate that. Tell me a little bit about where this process came from or what was it, where did it form from early on in your experience? You're like, okay, something's happening here and I need to bring yeah. this to other people. Yeah. First 36 years of my life were what I would consider normal for me. Mm -hmm. And then I had a very, very sudden shift in my conscious awareness. And that was in 2006. My, my awareness shifted so much that I could see different dimensions and and read energy um, very, very suddenly. And I could see the, the collective heartbreak. I could see the fracture of our collective heart, of the heart of our family, of humanity. And I could see how to, how to work with that energy. And I, I could see that it was, it was um, the fracture, the parts of us that we've, we've abandoned because they're painful all the parts of us that we've abandoned because they're, they're too scary because they're too bright, you know, they're, they're too huge. Those um, areas of fracture of what are, are what I've been working with and creating as 
creating a frequency of cohesion within myself to reflect back to others. So when I had this shift in my awareness, I, I knew instantly that I was here to create, along with a lot of other people who've been doing this work on the planet for a long time, create a pathway to ignite that pathway back, back to the heart. I've created a place where that is a broadcast of love and it's very focused in one place on my website, which is resettolove.com. And, you know, if what I'm saying resonates with anyone, then check out my website. And there's a very short four and a half minute transmission, this broadcast of love that is literally an invitation to claim yourself, claim, claim yourself on every side of every border of conflict that you've been in, in your journey as a soul, because we've reached a time where that journey is speeding up for a lot of people. And when that um, homecoming of self happens for people, it can be incredibly disorientating and overwhelming, very confusing. It can feel like a storm. And so um, one of the things I, I say to people is, you know, in when we're faced with this storm, it's time to own the storm because we are the storm. And when we own the storm, we can stand at the center of the storm and we can find our balance. Mm. So what was that awakening moment or that breakthrough moment or breakdown moment? I don't know. What triggered this ability? Uh, was there some sort of trauma? Was there a, a life change in something interrupted in NDE? What was it that kind of kicked this off for you? It wasn't a trauma. <laughs> Good. I'm it glad. Was, it wasn't a trauma at all. It was very sudden and that in itself was really alarming, but I actually I actually had people and things in place for that, for that shift for myself. Somebody was there ready to, to guide me. I had an amazing supportive partner to stand by my side while it happened. And, you know, everything was put in place so that so that it wasn't too much to handle. And I also kind of gave myself a a heads up that it was going to happen as well. I knew that I knew that it was going to happen. So something, something kind of like woke up in my awareness before the big shift to tell me that it was that it was about to happen. So when you're teaching what you do and you're talking about it, do you dive deeper into the origin story of how this happened? Because I'm very like I'm always curious about this moment of awakening uh, and in like a practical, very kind of grounded down to earth way, because it can happen. I know like when you're doing deep spiritual work, sometimes something's happening. It's like really hard to explain what it was. But if you could like for everyone that's listening and because I'm leaning in, I think a lot of people listening to this are going to be leaning in and like, OK, what's she talking about? Uh, because there, there's this kind of thing that happens sometimes in spirituality, you know, and a lot of the best teachers do it. Uh, Greg Braden is another perfect example of someone. It's just like the the level of where he's talking, the things that he's talking about, the scope is so big that sometimes it's hard to like take these global thoughts and bring them down to like a very specific type way of describing it. But what would you say to somebody who's saying, okay, I'm leaning in, I'm listening, but I'm not getting it yet. What is it that transformed? What is it that shifted? What were the circumstances of what happened? Are those things that you talk about or those things that you share? What would you say to that? I'd say that I'd personally reached a point in my life where my heart broke open because I could feel the pain. I could feel my own pain and I was just beginning to see that it was me, that it was my pain. So I went from, I used to, I used to struggle with um, depression, mm -hmm. you know, and had, ju had just begun, just before I, I had my sudden shift, I'd started to, I'd started to recognize that that might be me. That might be me trying to get my attention. So intervening on the path that you yeah, were on. Yeah, inter intervening, saying, saying this, is, this is me, open your heart. So prior to this, though, were you just kind of like, were you on a track? Was there something you were doing? Were you in a totally different career? What did yep. life look like prior to this shift for you? Before the shift, I'd had a dramatic move from, I grew up in England. And then at the age of 33, I moved to New Zealand. And I moved from a very, very busy, busy external 
external world where there were a lot of a lot of distractions to New Zealand. And when the shift happened, I was living in a very rural location um, in New Zealand and had turned turned to myself. You know, I'd begun an inner journey, which was had up until that point had been very alien to me. That will have been the precursor. If you're looking for the, you know, what happened, what happened before this great shift was not a very not a dramatic turning to myself in any voluntary way. It's life, life put that in my in my path. And I guess I felt alone and had to had to work with that. So so and that's often, you know, that's often the case, you know, when we do, you know, have a shift, life conspires to to put us somewhere where we have to look at ourselves. There's a lot of that happening, you know, for so many, so many people in the world today. So why New Zealand? Called to me. <laughs> it <laughs> I mean, really called I've been to me. To go for a long it time. called to me and it'd been calling to me for a long time before I yeah. got here. And just a beautiful, a beautiful opportunity mm. opened up for me to come. Tell me about timeline. So you have this awakening, you're living your life. It sounds like, you know, it's interesting because some stories, it's always like, oh, I was living my life on the edge of insanity and I was drinking and this and that and blah, blah. It sounds like you were having like a very kind of normal experience of life. And there were some elements of it that started to pop up. If I'm tell me if I'm repeating this correctly, and that those elements started to kind of reveal to you that maybe you weren't fulfilled or you weren't on the right path or you weren't necessarily aligned with the, the path that you were on. And so all of a sudden you're starting to question this and it you get new awareness and you become aware of all of this pain and all of these things that are out there. How long until you said, okay, I'm out of here, I'm going to New Zealand, or was it a struggle at that point once you had the awakening to like still go through the movements and the motions of daily life? Or did it immediately kind of spin out and you were looking at a whole new way of being and doing? Oh, it completely, it completely shifted everything. And I was Oh my gosh. So it was like a light. I was looking at it was a lightning bolt, Mooney. It was an absolute lightning bolt. And and I think life had conspired to put me in a place where I had very, very firm foundations before the lightning bolt, Mm -hmm. not just in the place that I was when that happened, but my life leading up to the point when that happened. I, I was a sculptor. That was what I used to do. It's what I'd done for many, many years. It's what I trained in. You know, I went to art college and I worked with my hands and I worked with physical tools every day of my working life. I'd have a tool belt on and and I would be making and creating and it would be very, very, very um, physical. Mm-hmm. Yes, there was an element of hedonism, you know, to me back then. I was, you know, I did a lot of drinking <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and a lot of partying. And with the move to New Zealand, you know, it didn't, that didn't stop immediately, but it gave me time to pause and realize that there was more. And it will have been in the kind of in the dawn of that realization that there's more that, you know, a little, little chink, you know, opened in my heart. I mean, the heart never, the the heart never fully closes anyway, you know, no matter how, how, how dark it, it feels, but there was this little chink. And there was a space, you know, a breathing space that allowed that to open. And I know that, you know, it will have been my soul's path for this to happen. And I'm very grateful that it happened in the way it did. Yeah. And not many people get that moment of peace or that moment of silence just with how busy our normal human lives are to be able to have that. So, like, that's incredible that you knew you're like, all right, I'm going to have to do this. And it is extreme. Like, I think looking at it from my perspective, it's extreme to go from the UK to New Zealand to get out of, do you know what I mean? To break the patterns of what yeah. you were in almost to step yeah. out of it, to get to New Zealand, to be able to find that piece. But it makes a lot of sense in that you'd be going there. So tell me, like, what what was it like when you first got like, what was what were the validations for you when you got to New Zealand that you're like, OK, I'm on the right path? Like, what was the immediate feedback that you got from the universe when you set foot on you know, this, this, the beautiful beaches of New Zealand. It felt like it, it felt, it was a very open and welcoming experience. You know, I felt embraced by the people and the place immediately. What I'm realizing is probably the most, the, the, the inner nutshell part that we're trying to get to with mm. this discussion is in the very, 
in the very making of that journey for me, I was actually trying to outrun myself. You know, it was, and it's what a lot of us do, you know, we make big decisions in our life and we, you know, sometimes we're on the run. I, I describe my coming to New Zealand these days when people say, why did you, why did you come to New Zealand? And I say, well, I was actually trying to run away from myself. When I arrived, I realized that, you know, there's no outrunning yourself and you yeah. bring, I had brought everything with me, you know, and that was a huge realization, but I had also created, you know, a space in my life to start unpacking. Mm-hmm. They say that wherever you go, there you are. I'm definitely. There you are. There you are. And then, but again, I mean, I got to really acknowledge you and I have to honor you for doing this because this is radical, right? I think in, in some ways, in shapes and form, a lot of people feel stuck in their lives and they don't necessarily have the resources or the, or the, they have too many responsibilities to be able to pack up and go to New Zealand. What was it like for the people in your life before? when you were doing this, what was the reaction from a lot of them? Were they supportive? Were they like, you totally nuts? Like, what was their reaction when you said, okay, I'm out of here. I'm checking out of this whole thing. I'm going to go to New Zealand and live my best life. Well, I've got a very supportive family. My mom has always been my biggest cheerleader. And she just, yeah, she saw it as a great thing because I just opened up this fantastic destination for her to come and visit me in as well. Oh. You know? <laughs> so she had an investment in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think everybody in my life was was happy for me to to see me spreading my wings. It was fully supported. That's beautiful. Yeah. I'm so I mean it just seems like so great that cuz I know I'm I keep trying to like find a moment of struggle for you but it seems like everything was green lights which is rare but it happens that everything was a green light moment for you to say, okay, I'm going to go here. I'm going to do this. I'm going to have this. This is going to be, I'm going to be embraced here. My family and my friends are going to support me. I'm going to land in New Zealand. And then in that space that you created for this unpacking, what happened? The most significant thing that, that happened was I started this big journey with the collective consciousness and the, and the collective shadow. That's been the biggest moment of all for me and is that kind of a you in in the wild on your own is that through work you've done there what kind of laid the framework for your interaction with I guess that's maybe a good way of putting it because I know what you're talking about it's like what was the entry point for you to be able to say okay now I have this information that I'm downloading or accessing from collective consciousness now I'm aware of this kind of shadow energy that's out there and I'm kind of blending and merging. Like what was that, that whole process and that revealing and unfolding like just as a human being? Cause you know, you're here on, on earth having this like awesome spiritual thing happen. What did it physically feel like in your human body? Incredibly overwhelming. Yeah. Really overwhelming. And something that I knew right from the start was that it was the overwhelm that I was dealing with. And that is, that is what, what I was working with because I was here to help a lot of people to overcome the overwhelm of, you know, the the magnitude of the journey that that we've undertaken here. The journey's been epic, you know? So how did you move beyond that overwhelm? Was there like a because I always think of it this way, there's there's gotta be, there always is that moment when the download happens, it's always gonna be, you know right up to the fire hose and you're getting a full blast of information or whatever it is, how do you make that manageable? Because I think a lot of people have that, right? You get this information, you have this awareness or this awakening, and it's a lot of information happening all at once. What would you say to someone who's had that type of experience on the best way to kind of like slow the information down or open your aperture up wider to yeah. be able to receive all that? What, what's, what works here? Well, the only way I have ever found peace with the overwhelm is to turn and face it. So if you imagine it's like a um, a tidal wave, if there's a tidal wave um, coming towards you and you, you know, of energy, of huge energy, and you turn away from it, you um, brace yourself to that energy, then you're actually um, shielding yourself from that energy and that energy then well it causes it you're you're in the storm of that energy if you're if you're bracing to it you'll get 
thrown by it and thrown completely off balance. And the only way that I have ever found to work through the, the hugeness of this overwhelm that we can all experience is by opening fully to it. Feeling the wave. I mean, I, I see energy so very clearly, you know, and you could say it's it's easy for me because I can because I can see it, but it's it's not always easy. The the our reflex is to go, oh my God, here it comes, and feel like we're about to experience pain. But when we do the opposite of that, which is you know, opening our hearts to it, then we become it, you know, and you know, we unite with it. And in some so, cases, you dive right into it. I think that's a great way of putting it too, is that as opposed to bracing yourself and from the impact of it, just diving right into it and through yeah. it sometimes seems to be a great way to address fears and yeah. limiting beliefs and all the yeah. things that we encounter here yeah. on earth. I'm fascinated to know more about kind of how it works to work with you. So everyone that's listening to this podcast, like we are all curious, I think about how do I exist in the, in the spiritual industry when my gifts don't necessarily play by the same rules as it's here on earth. So how have you been able to merge those things or keep those things in perspective? Or do you just throw the whole thing out and work however you want to work? I'm curious as to how you bring this together into a functional business. I have spent a lot of time bringing, bringing it into focus bringing it to a, a distilled um, version of what I do, because what I'm talking about is huge. You know, it's absolutely massive. You could, I could sit down and I could write a book and I could, you know, record hundreds of hundreds and hundreds of hours of me talking about it. But when we're feeling overwhelmed, you know, ha having too much information can be the overwhelm. So a huge part of my role and um, what I what I'm here to do is to bring a, a profound message um, into a very very um, simple description into a very into a very very simple form and that's why that's why there's a very short transmission on on my website that really contains it all contains contains what I've been working with for. 17 years and it's you know it's an invitation to 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 open your heart and it's the support to open your heart you know it's a it's a we're all there's so many of us illuminating you know this same an extraordinary pathway at the moment which leads to the same place and it's the same place that exists within within all of us and reset to love is in itself this broadcast of love and this invitation. So that's there on the website. It's free. It needs to be free because so many people, you know, are looking, looking for this at the moment. There's an option to make a financial contribution, you know, if you, if you want to out of gratitude and support, that's where I'm at at the moment. It's, it's there and it's easily accessible. I've reached the point now where I, I say I say to people, look, I've been in pre-production for many, many years. And this is this, you know, what I'm doing here with you now is, you know, making making bold moves to put this invitation out into out into the world, because that's what I've been creating. We'll be back with more right after this break. So over the past 17 years of kind of this whole unwinding process and getting to this moment of actually having it on the website and doing this interview, what would you say is the most common concern of the people that you've been working with? And what's, what is this reset done to transform that? Because what I want people to understand, again, this is an advertisement for people to find you and work with you. So I just want to be able to give everyone a really clear example of how this process can transform something is, you know, down to earth as, you know, my relationships with my friends and family, or my relationship with myself, or my relationship to my career, you know, these kind of practical yeah. things that everyone has to deal with, unfortunately, on a human level, in some cases, what would you say that your process has to do with those concerns? What I do is help is help people connect to their heart. And in that connection to ourselves, 
our connection to everything else is, you know, there's an ease that is brought to that. So some people, some people come to me because they're in, you know, they're in trauma and they're experiencing a huge amount of drama in their lives and they're looking for peace. You know, they're literally looking for the, for the peace and the, and the key to get themselves out of that place. And what I do is with my work is I, I let them know that they are the key, you know, they're the, they're the lock and they are the key. And, you know, it's them, it's all about self-empowerment. You know, we are the ones that set ourselves free and, you know, find, find our way back home. And that can be a very sobering thought when you feel helpless on this journey, because part of me thinks about movies and film and television where there's always this concept of like somebody's coming in to save me. There's always going to be a hero riding in or a heroine riding in to save the day. And it is a very stark moment, I think, on a lot of people's journeys when they're like, okay, well, no one's coming and I have to save myself. Yeah. And so, and it can be terrifying if you've never had to do it before. Or if you're you're even in a state of overwhelm or a state of trauma to not be able to see it clearly, uh, but to be able to experience a moment like that and rise to the occasion is so empowering and so so I think uh, life changing and transformational in a way of how you could approach anything. So I'm glad to hear that the people that you've been working with are finding that empowerment. I love that phrase that you're the lock and the key because it's. It's so it's such an interesting concept that every thought process, every limiting belief, every challenge, every obstacle, everything that's in front of us, in a large degree, we make it as big as we're perceiving it to be, right? So it could be like a really, really big problem, or it could be like a really small problem. And sometimes when we make things bigger than they are, we kind of get stuck in that story in the same way that sometimes we reduce it to smaller than it is and it needs some some attention, but we just kind of gloss past it. And that can all of those things can create challenges for us. I'm fascinated by what you're talking about. I know like for everyone that's listening, it's like you kind of have to, and I'll put it this way and tell me if this sounds right. You sort of have to like wind yourself into what you're saying a little bit because I'm what normally what I dive into is like the actual tangible. I was at the grocery store and I dropped an orange. And when I went to pick it up, I saw the future of humanity in the reflection on the floor. And, you know, like I'm exaggerating, but like, that's, that's the experience I'm used to hearing about, but what's interesting and what's happened. I was curious about this when you said before that you kind of are reflecting it back. It seems to me that you are creating an opportunity to hold a mirror up to everybody that you encounter, that you work with, even on this interview, to be able to say, I'm just saying words, you're interpreting, It's kind of, whatever's happening is coming out of you. And some people get frustrated by that. I know that I have in the past, I've just been like, like, Greg, just tell me what it is, you know, but I didn't get it, that in a lot of circumstances, sometimes really all we are doing is holding up a mirror, and that you're purposefully vague and not very specific because you don't want to guide the conversation one direction or another, and I think it's really awesome to be able to create that that opportunity, that service for people. I guess my question would be is that when you have this awakening or when you have this moment, so you're holding up the mirror, I'm letting things pour out of me into the reflection that I'm seeing in it that are all messages back to myself. But what do I do with all of that if I'm not clear on what direction to take? Is that something you help people with to say, okay, well, I get this and I get this, but I'm stuck on this one. What should I do? Or how does that how, where, do you coach and advise? What do your services take the form of? I do take on a few a few people and you know and do mentorship, but mostly my role is to put this work out to a lot of people, literally as a reflection, without the middleman. You know that's why I you know direct people to the website and say, hey you know, take some time. Firstly, see if this calls to you and then take some time, you know, with just you receiving you, you know, it's what you, what you say about what does the person do after that? Well, my role is a catalyst, you know, I'm here to help people awaken and find that connection to themselves in their own heart. And once we're connected to ourselves, you don't need an instruction manual because 
that's when everything makes sense. That's when the reaching out for information on, you know, how do I do this? How do I do this now? That that question doesn't arise in the heart because in the heart we are we are self-directing and we, you know, we all the information is there. My role is to act as a catalyst to help people get there. Once you get there, you know, you're it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> and there is no middleman. And I, I can, you know, I'm happy to talk with people about, you know, what it is to to be in the heart and explore this new place. You know, when you when you reach this place, it is it is extraordinary, and people do seek other people, you know, to talk to about about this new place that they've arrived at. But simply arriving at this new place brings you into contact with mm. other people who've got there as well, because, you know, we we are vibrating and we're broadcasting all the time. So if you've developed a new connection and a new engagement with your own heart center, then you're going to be broadcasting that. That is going to be your broadcast to the world. And that's what you're going to attract. Um, yeah, it's, so- it's super interesting because this is not... I, you know, when I look at the, again, I look at the spirituality through the industry because that's what the point of this whole podcast is. But, you know, we we have our we have our psychics, mediums, and intuitives. We've got our tarot card readers and our oracle card readers and our angel people. We've got our energy healers. And there's a whole bunch of categories. And I almost want to, if I had to, and forgive me for doing this because I, I have to bring it all down to a, 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 like a, you know, useful information, practical information level for the listeners of the show, but it's almost like you're creating some sort of interactive abstract art. It's a mirror essentially, but you're creating this kind of moving, it's like a, a moving conversation or thought process that you're just there. People are bringing questions and concepts and ideas and thoughts and challenges and struggles to this thing to hold them up. And not necessarily in like a physical way. I'm just showing up in front of the mirror and then all of this stuff is pouring out of me. And it's not necessarily in a way that I would have expected or thought. And then you get to the end of it. And if I'm hearing correctly, once you've kind of worked through all that stuff and it's all come out, what's left is going to be love. Is that right? Absolutely. Okay. I'm getting it. I got it. It took me a minute, but I'm getting it. (laughs) Love it. So I, I help people. I I help to inspire people to open their hearts to themselves so that they, and in doing that, they become the answer to their own equation, which is love. And once you reach that point of love, the kind of are are no more questions, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's a place of, of peace and balance. And it, it feels like home. It feels completely natural. It's the, it's the aha moment, you know, and quite often, you know, when I finished working with somebody, you know, that I'll say to them, you know, if I'm working at one-on-one with somebody, I'll always say to them, take some time, you know, for yourself after this, because you'll want to experience this moment because it's, it's like a homecoming when you, when you reach yourself, when you really reach, reach yourself and realize that actually it was you all along that you were waiting to fall Mm -hmm. in love with and, nothing that existed outside of you, not that person, not that place, not that thing, but yourself. When you fall in love with yourself again, that's when we experience the love yeah. and realize that love is the answer to the equation of all of us. Who could ever have thought that it would be that simple? Love. <laughs> yeah. So it's really, you know, it's, it's simple. And it's um, something that I've heard you you saying is it's never been what what are those words you use it's never been easier faster easier faster and easier than you ever thought possible yeah exactly well this process now you know it's no accident that so many people you know talking about love at this point because this place this place in our heart has never been more accessible yeah exactly to a point what you're saying is like, I think about so many of the struggles that we as entrepreneurs face, we as spiritual people face, we as human beings face, depending on like the types of things that we believe or who we love or any of that stuff, that there's so much of this that gets addressed by, especially on the internal side of it, 
about self-love, right? About the the love for us, falling in love with ourselves, falling in love with who we are, all of our quirks, all of our imperfections, you know, all of the things that make us unique to be able to fall in love instead of self-criticize and self-judge those things. It's such a great place to be coming from. And then even larger, because I know, again, and forgive me, but sometimes when I have these conversations and they're very kind of in the ethers, my eyes will glaze over because I'm like, I don't get the bigger picture. But in this case, I do. And it's interesting because the podcast I recorded earlier to this one is in a similar vein. There's this concept of organized religion that I struggle with, right? I was indoctrinated at a very young age in Catholic school to like learn about these things. And I wasn't really taught a lot of religion from my own parents. But the thing that made sense to me at the time was this concept of the golden rule of like, I'm going to treat other people how I would want to be treated. But the problem that's baked into that is that if you don't love yourself, then you can't treat other people with kindness, compassion, understanding. So the craziness of what's happening in the world, which has been going on for a long time, could almost be traced back to the concept of if they had just finished that sentence to say, you know, that you that you have to love others as you love yourself dot, 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 but you need to love yourself more than anybody else or love yourself at the highest possible level is maybe a better way of yeah. saying it. So what are the types of, and maybe, and, t- and you know, you tell me if this is like a, a breach of, of privacy or anything, but what are some of the breakthroughs that people have had where you notice a pattern where you're like, oh, okay, everybody seems to be gravitating towards this concept or everybody seems to be having this type of, or is it really different for each person? Yeah, it's it's always really different for each person. I think it's a huge question, Mooney. Um, I know. Can I kind of answer that in a sideways? Yeah, please. Way? I mean, I'm um, fascinated by this whole process. Yeah. The process of falling in love with ourselves really begins with um, forgiving ourselves mm. for everything. You know, for, um, you know, and when I'm talking about the whole journey of the human soul, there's there's lots of times where we've, separated from ourselves because we can't look at that that aspect of us and you know every forgiveness... single one of those moments that you cringe at when you're trying to fall asleep yeah, at that. yeah, exactly. yeah. And, <laughs> and forgiveness is you know in my opinion you know right up there it's one of the most the highest vibrations that we can experience as human beings but we can't actually fully forgive anybody until we forgive ourselves and realize that you know not only are we our own key we've been our own lock as mm. well and the the transmission on my website you know begins um with these words you are your greatest treasure chest you are your lock and key with key and lock together you will set you free you know, the message is we've been all of it and we actually exist on every side of every every conflict, you know, that we've had with ourselves and that we've had with this huge experience with what I, I keep coming back to and referring to in the bigger picture of the family of humanity. You know, we've been on this journey for a long, long time and it is right in the point of separation, right in that battle line, if you like, with someone on this side and someone on that side, or half of us, you know, our our own person, you know, on one side and half on the other. And in that battle line exists the point of unification. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the point. So we've been everything. And so we exist on both sides of these points of conflict and the ownership of that in itself is love and that is what brings though that is what neutralizes our personal and collective battlefields you know it brings the balance there you know owning the polarities of our existence of as you know human beings is what brings us back to love that's the that's the answer so you know a really useful way to you know to look at it is that you know we're the fracture that we've experienced as humans is a little bit like being a jigsaw puzzle and the balance of um, that jigsaw puzzle is when all the pieces fall, fall into place. Um, right. And sometimes you have to dig really far into the couch cushions to find you have to dig really far. Yeah. You have to dig really far to, to find them. You know, it can be like 
deep sea diving yeah. and bringing up bringing up the pearls. I mean, we're talking about what I'm talking about in in essence is you know is the alchemy, you know, is the alchemy that we experience when we realize that we're the full equation. Mm-hmm. And not only are we the full equation, we're also the answer to that equation when we're centralized right. in this in this balance point. So neutralizing the polarities of our e- existence is is what's going on, I believe is what's going on and what's playing out, you know, on the planet at the moment. Mm. You know, I feel like we we are individually and collectively at you know the perfect moment for ourselves you know waking up from this you know amnesia of separation and you know realizing that you know there's more and that and that love is love is the answer and it's it's a journey yeah (laughs) it's a journey but we we've reached that point where it's never been easier never been never been faster because of the energetics of us collectively, you know, there's, it's, it's a well-trodden path, that path back to the heart. And especially at the moment, you know, we're not, it's not a little track, you know, it's not a little, little track through a forest that someone's gone through with a machete anymore, just leaving a few footprints, you know, that's kind of how it starts, starts off, but it's a, it's a super highway with many, many, many lanes now. And it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it can be quick. It can be as quick as, realizing that you're your lock and your key and accepting that. This reminds me a lot of, and you brought up the word a second ago, the alchemist, because it's that same concept of, you know, like you were the treasure all, it was right there. The treasure was right in front of you. It was right where you started. And also this reminds me a little bit of the monk and the marketer, which is a concept that I teach a lot in the programs of there's part of you that really wants this to happen for you. And then there's part of it that is resisting. And so these two parts, when they're in front of you and they're they're at odds, it will prevent you from moving forward. But if you can get them to hold hands, to merge, to unify, then moving forward becomes easier. So these are like those practical applications to this larger conversation that we've been having for everyone who's listening, that it starts to take the shape of, and the only way that you would know it, if I'm correct in how you do what you do, is that you've got to absorb and be open to this conversation to be able to start pouring yourself into it. So it's not like I'm going to passively sit here and listen to you talk because as soothing as that would be because you have a beautiful voice and it's very grounding and it's nice to listen to, it's actually a little bit more active than that. I need to start, like the way I'd put it is, I need to start you know, imagining or visualizing myself asking these questions or approaching these topics or allowing what you're talking about to sort of filter through my experience in order for me to spit out some information that will get me somewhere. So it's interesting because this is a little bit different than what I think a lot of spiritual teachers do, which is just sit there and listen to me talk for a little while. And uh, I'll give you five things that you need to do right now that are going to bring you more clarity and purpose. This is not that. Not to say that one's better than the other, but that's why I'm saying it's very abstract. And I think for everyone who's listening, um, if you're ready to explore something different in how you approach your spiritual path and your journey, I think this will be an interesting way for you to shake things up because it's so interactive, but it doesn't feel interactive. I feel like I'm getting closer to the idea. And every time I get really close to the concept of how to explain what you do, it's elusive and it just flies out of my hand. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's gorgeous. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I'll stop trying, I guess, is what I'm getting. I'm starting to realize I'll stop trying to explain it. I'm I'm talking about what I'm talking about you know in a nutshell is is love is calling us you know the our our own love you know in the center of our own heart is calling us and you know even though I've been talking about this for a long a long long time you know it's a big one to articulate mm-hmm. I mean you know we're talking about the most powerful force in the universe and you know how we interact with that force as a human being you know it's huge <laughs> it's huge so it's not the easiest thing to grasp with your mind it's something that you feel with your heart so you know as much as people who you know are drawn to work with me will you know will find me those people who aren't ready you know 
they won't <laughs> exactly. because, because of the because it's you know because it is such a huge force and and the magnetism of that you know if you're in resistance to that then you know you're you're in resistance to that but what what I'd really love to say is this this kind of like coming together bringing ourselves back to our hearts becoming the alchemy of our own equation is very like two magnetic forces you imagine that you've got a magnet in each hand and you know they you know the the opposite poles of the magnet you know are pushing the magnet and the the resistance you know that huge mm-hmm. resistance when you hold two magnets yeah. not the right way and there's and that there's that huge resistance that's the resistance that we have to ourselves oh yeah and it's super frustrating and, and it's, it's super it, powerful yeah. and it can, it can <laughs> yeah and it can throw you i think yeah. that that's the part of it that when when resistance happens and i think you're we're talking about like not even being able to articulate sometimes how we feel about things when you have that resistance it's not just frustration it's frustration and disappointment and overwhelm and this and that and there's so many things that are tied into this thing that I'm trying to make happen isn't happening, or I'm resisting against this thing that's happening to yeah. me, or I'm I'm not going into the flow, I'm not diving into the tidal wave, or however you want to relate to it. I think that at this point now in this conversation, thank you for being so patient with me because I kept trying to take this idea and jam it into a box to say, yeah. okay, this is what it is, but it really doesn't seem to be lending itself to that, A. So I'm resisting being open to the idea that it doesn't have a shape or a form and I'm releasing that resistance and just going with it. Yay. Right. And then the second part of it that's so fascinating to me is that I'm questioning in my mind, why do I want it to be so complicated? Why is it that I'm demanding of this concept that it has five steps and 10 parts and three sub things and that it's, it's, you know, I can make a checklist and I can do it. What is it? It's making me question, like, what is it about the way that I relate to larger concepts that I need them to be understandable or I need them to be, you know, broken down into chunks that I can digest or help other people do that when in reality, it really can be as simple as, yeah, the answer is love. Like, oh, why are we here? Eh, the answer is love. Why did this happen to me? Mm, the answer is love. You know, what am I here on earth for? It's love. It almost seems too good to be true. But yeah. that, again, is still resistance on my part to say, yeah. it's too good to be true. It can't possibly be that. Listen, when I first got on this call, I'm going to be totally honest with you. I was like, what is she talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but I kept sticking with it because I was like, I know there's something to learn here. That's how I approach everything. There's like, If I'm hitting that resistance point, I know that I'm about to learn something or I'm about to have a personal breakthrough. And I don't mind having it happen in front of all the people who are listening to this podcast. I love doing that. I love yeah. being that vulnerable person so that everyone else can feel comfortable being vulnerable too. So I really have to say like this conversation has been incredible for me because it's making me release resistance that I didn't even know I had. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so thank you for that. Oh, this oh, has been so incredible. Welcome. That's great. Yeah, I mean, we we are at this point where it has been complicated you know the actual the actual journey you know you're not wrong in anything that you're saying saying there you know it has been incredibly you know complicated you know finding ourselves again and you know there's many many steps on the on the journey back to the heart and they're all absolutely absolutely valid but simple you know with something as as huge as who we are which is everything has a focal point you know it has that place right in the heart of it that takes away all the confusion and that is the force of love and we you know in its purest form it is not complicated it is what it is and it's what, you know, there's no accident that it is what we've all been seeking on this incredible, you know, voyage. And to discover it's right in the center of our own hearts, isn't that just, isn't that just the best outcome ever? Yeah, it makes perfect you know, sense to a, me. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. It's a place where we knew we could never lose it. If you were going to give yourself a challenge, you know, to experience duality and separation, you know, consciousness 
um, and and know that it's this absolutely huge epic journey, and you know that and there's a there's a home time and there's a there's a solution to it all, and you have this this precious thing. Where would you leave the solution? Right in here, right in the center of your own heart, where you can yeah. never lose it. So it's never left there. It's just that we have been on this journey of fragmentation, and we're discovering that we were it all along. Hallelujah. I know what yeah. a, I mean, what an unexpected and beautiful moment. And I just wanted to acknowledge you and thank you for holding this space, holding this mirror up, being this reflection, because I think this is what a lot of people need, especially if everything else hasn't been working and you have blind spot resistances and you've got frustration because you can't get the magnets to come together you know, all of these examples that we've given you through this podcast, things that are deeply affecting me as we are even talking about it. I know that that those that are kind of seeking this are going to find their way to you. And for people yeah. who are listening to this and they're like, what on earth are they talking about? I would urge you to listen to this podcast more than once and try to be curious about what's coming up every time you hit a resistance when you're hearing something that we're talking about, because somewhere in there, is going to be something that you're ready to let go of. That's like a, a, a was a very eye-opening and heart-opening thing to be able to say at the end of this, okay, I have gone through a journey just in this conversation yeah. of needing things to be a certain way to make them relatable and being able to release that so that I can just be like, all right, yeah, the answer is love. Why are you listening to this podcast? Love. Why are you out there sharing your gift with the world? Love. Super easy. Yeah, well, thanks. And, we solved every, we solved all the world's problems. <laughs> <laughs> On to the next and, thing. <laughs> all the all the information that we've talked about, you know, you know, here. I don't know how long we've been talking. It's all there in this. The nutshell of it is all there in this transmission on my website. You know, the focused version of of that is there. That's what I'd like to say to anybody who, you know, is feeling in resonance with what we're talking about here is, is go there and, and, and see if that calls you because um, that has been created, especially to make it simple and to ignite a pathway, uh, a pathway back home. And, you know, in its simplicity, it's not that the simplicity isn't isn't saying that the journey has been small right. it's like you know this journey has been epic but there is you know there is something really powerful and really simple in that epic journey and that is when we find our balance point right in our center everything falls into place like that jigsaw puzzle feels like it falls into place and we've got instead of the heart fracture we've got a cohesion you know, that we feel within ourselves, you know, we feel clarity, we feel balance, we feel this peace, we're able to go about our, our lives and interact with the world in a different way, because we're, we're opening up our own hearts. And we're opening up our through opening up our own hearts, we're opening up that connection to all the hearts that we're that we're here to communicate with and connect with in this beautiful dance that we're doing here together. Amazing. Thank you for sharing this time with us. Uh, you know, Tori, this is an incredible opportunity. I really encourage everyone. Remind us again what your website is. Resettolove.com. Resettolove.com. Everyone go and check it out. If it resonates with you, amazing. If it doesn't, there's something for you to learn in that resistance. So I'd give that little bit to everybody is lean into yeah. the resistance and find out where yeah. it's coming from and yeah. see if you can release it. Thank you again for sharing all of this with us. Thank you for this incredible conversation. And, you know, my best wishes to you. And I hope we get to hang out in person and I get to, you know, communicate more with you soon. Yeah, that would be lovely. Thank you, Mooney. Thank you for everything you do. Thank you. Thank it's you. It's been a real pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Step Into Your Spiritual Spotlight podcast with me, the Mooniverse, and another spiritual entrepreneur that's making a big difference in the world. To find out more, visit www.themooniverse.com. That's T-H-E-M-U-N-I-V-E-R-S-E.com.
If you're inspired by the teachings of Dr. Wayne Dyer, you will love the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast with Nadia Dela Cruz. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. My name is Nadia Dela Cruz, and I started the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast to explore spiritual topics like manifestation and meditation with guests who share their own stories of insight, awakening, and transformation. Listen now on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.